You're listening to an Amplify podcast. Hey, you're listening to Amplify on Sin 90.7. I'm Sina, and I'm here with Devin and Anthony. And we have a special guest today. We have Lido. Hello there. What's up, guys? So, yeah. Um, who wants to go first? First question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Anthony, you have your little list of tricks there. So maybe you should... Actually, no, I have a question. So... Okay. <laughs> All that. That's All cool. right. All right. So a while ago, you, you tweeted something saying you want to release something called Nothing. Yes. And that has been bothering me for a while now. <laughs> because your uh, friend's Twitter account, uh, Things Lido Says, mm-hmm. says that it was going to be a country album. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not a country album. Oh, that right. it is not. Um, uh, yeah, my friends tend to mess with me a whole bunch on that account. But um, I started, well, I, I, I put out an album about a year and a half ago, something like that, called Everything. Yeah. Um, and... I've been toying with the idea of having a follow-up project called Nothing. Um, and I don't know exactly what it is. I've written a lot of music for it. Um, but whether or not it will actually ever come out, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a very flip-floppy person. Uh, so <laughs> things tend to change drastically every other day. So we'll see what happens. Out of curiosity, do you think there would be anything slightly country on it? Um, <laughs> let me see, let me think if I have any like country samples or anything like that. I don't I don't know. My friend is very good at playing the banjo though. I might put him in the studio. We'll see what Ooh, happens. That's cool. Um. Also, uh, I heard you're a big fan of R and B. Yes. Apparently, uh, the first album you bought with your own money was uh, Usher's album. Was that right? Uh, yes. Was yeah, Confessions. King? Well, the very first one was <laughs> The Lion King. The very first one. But that was, like, money I got from my grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Usher's Confessions, I remember I, like, I borrowed money from this, um, from my best friend at the time who was, like, an exchange student from Chicago who was uh, in my town. And I was like, man, I need this album to listen to it and my parents are not going to buy it for me. And I was like, I'm going to borrow some money from you and buy it. That was, like, the first real purchase that i made i think so yeah so do you think r&b artists have like inspired the way you write music or how you oh absolutely very much so i think um i think uh, yeah a lot of the choices that r&b artists make i tend to make in my music as well and i'm very 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 influenced by the melodies um that they choose as well who would you say would be your favorite R&B artists? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just making you pick one. Um, that's, that's very tough. I think um, Usher is definitely up there just because he was so important in the beginning. Um, I'd say probably, uh, I was going to say D'Angelo, but, was, but a lot of people would probably tell me that that's not R&B, that's Neo Soul. Um, <laughs> I guess... I'm, I'm gonna stick with Usher. Yeah, Usher? let's yeah. do that. Mm, that's a good one. Cool. Oh, Anthony, Approved. Oh, sure. <laughs> In your everything live show, you have a lot of different gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say is your favorite piece? Ah, my favorite piece of gear. Um, well, there's a lot of stuff up on there, and um. Most of those things are, are are things that are in the studio that I bring with me. Um, so I think the th- the thing that is the most fun to me on stage is actually the live drums um, because I never get to play live drums anymore. I, I mess with the synths and I mess with the effects and the pedals and the vocals and all of that. 
on an everyday basis but i very rarely get to play drums anymore so it's always a treat when i play live shows and i get to bang some drums yeah um we also all saw you at the at porter robinson and maddie on shelter all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Front row was amazing no way that's so tight yeah um so just seeing that like how just the live show was really like there was a lot of elements into it and all the visuals and all the instruments and stuff mm. how long does it take you to plan and design just one set pretty much uh, i mean it's 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 hard to say because this set has been through so many different stages um we we basically shot like a short film that went next to the album and turned that into the visuals um when i played coachella um so most of the visual elements of the album is from that but then a lot of the ways that i play the music has changed drastically since then so it's hard to tell we before we left on for for for, for tour then i think we we probably had like two three weeks um just in the same room working on the live set um but it's uh yeah, a lot of things happened before that, and a lot of things have happened after it. So it's sort of like an ever-evolving thing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think, like, doing side... Not side shows, but, like, opening for artists like Paul and Marion, like, help you grow your fan base? Or? Oh, a million percent. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I've been um, I've been very fortunate lately to have opened up for really cool artists. Um, Porter and Marion was definitely one of them. I was also on tour with Portugal the Man. Yeah. Uh, it was you really interesting. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did that. The Feel It Still remix. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it, it is sort of it's a fantastic opportunity to sort of um, expose your music to people who usually wouldn't check your music out, mm. especially someone like Portugal the Man, where like yeah. they're mostly like rock fans in that building, and then it's quite a different demographic. Very yeah. different demographic. So <laughs> it's very cool to come in there and be and try to like convince people to like my music it's it's a really fun it's a really fun little challenge um and uh and that tour was so much fun so sure you won over some fans from that a couple yeah. hopefully hopefully a yeah. few at least if i have like two a night then i'm super stoked <laughs> Good enough, Devin? Mm. um you mentioned demographic who would you consider your demographic to be ah man i've been so surprised so many times um i think my core demographic is probably people um close the i think i'm my core demographic <laughs> yeah, no, honestly you know i think people around my age uh with like around my taste and uh, around my lifestyle maybe and, and and general interests definitely is um my core demographic um but i'm always surprised like at every show there will be like there will be like a, an an eleven year old kid who knows all my stuff, and also like a fifty five year old man <laughs> who like for some reason knows all my stuff, and um and like the eleven year old kid dragged his parents along, and the fifty five year old man came by himself and is just chilling in the back. So I'm I've I've been surprised so many times, and I think my music is so un unpredictable and such like a weird mix of genres that my fan base kind of reflects that a little bit yeah. it's also a weird mix um and uh and a lot of just unpredictable fans and i love that yeah wow Anthony, you want to go? Mm. okay so your collaboration with petite biscuit 
Yes. Uh, yeah, the song Problems. What was the inspiration behind the lyrics? Um, what was the inspiration? That's one of those songs that kind of was just like stream of consciousness for me. Um, I was in well, I was in Singapore when I wrote most of it, and it was kind of just like you just start writing something and it just happens. I think I recorded most of the vocals as I was coming up with it. Um, so it's hard to tell. I think the 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 song is definitely up for interpretation, but it was sort of uh, a reflection of um uh situations that I've been in and people that I've met after moving to California. That was sort of like the main inspiration behind it because that that song felt so much like California to me, the beat and the vibe of it. Um it was such a sunny vibe. So I was like, <laughs> let's see let's see what kind of experiences I've had here and, and what kind of people I've met and, and maybe maybe it'll become a song. So speaking of you like moving to California, mm. you originally were from Norway. Yes. And you moved over. Mm. What would you say would be like the biggest cultural difference that you realized? Um it's hard to because uh, I usually say like when people are like, Oh, how is it how is it growing up in Norway and then moving to California? I'd say like California is pretty much the opposite of Norway in <laughs> every single way, no matter what you you choose. Um so I think um let me see. The, definitely, definitely a lot of just like like social, cultural differences. A lot of um, little hints and like subtle things that I didn't pick up on at first. In um, one like one like major thing is in in Norway we have a expression called um, the silent one agrees, mm. um, which basically like if you don't protest something, you you agree with it. Mm. Basically, so silence is good. <laughs> um in america silence is very bad <laughs> like if you don't like if you don't um actively uh, like cheer for something or if you don't act if you're not outspoken about something then that usually means that something is wrong and you don't like it if you're the silent one in the room then people are going to be like what's the matter why are you why are you quiet and so i was that was very confusing to me at first um and like trying to communicate with girls was just impossible <laughs> so strange very very strange um a lot of like they would like say the opposite thing i was for for so long like i remember like the first girl i dated she, i would do something silly and she would be like i hate you <laughs> and i'd be like i'd be like what why do you hate me what did i do it's like no 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 no, no. I, I hate you means i love you what why would you say you hate me if you love me that doesn't make any sense so a, a lot of stuff like that was very confusing to me yeah oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i was gonna add on to that but um how do you find have you ever noticed how australian language can be like really like sort of like backhanded like you swear at someone but it means something good have you ever experienced that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely i've seen that happen a couple of times mm. uh but i was like i was very well like prepared for that when i came <laughs> here like though like, yeah you know, people were like exactly <laughs> it was amazing like i came here and, and everyone's like all right people are gonna call you this they're gonna say this and they're gonna say this and it's gonna be good <laughs> it's gonna mean friends <laughs> it's gonna mean it's gonna mean they're like you and i'm like all right cool fantastic so yeah, yeah i wasn't i wasn't shocked in the same way because here it's like very obvious mm, and america yeah. is super subtle like very <laughs> subtle <laughs> um so also just out of curiosity, how did you come up with the name Lido? 
Um, it's a weird story. I was a part of um of this um organization when I was like eleven years old, I think. Um, and they sent me to Kenya, um, for like two three weeks. Um, to do a project, we we went uh, we went into the slums of Nairobi and we um, searched for talented children there, um, and put them all together in a youth center, um, and built a little studio there. And basically recorded like uh, a little project together, uh, an EP together, and we put it out in Norway. We brought them over to Norway, toured with it, um, and uh, all the proceeds went back to that youth center. Um, so while I was there, like the youngest kid that we worked with, he was probably like six or seven years old, wow. and he for some reason like gave me the name Lido, and. Um, it apparently doesn't mean anything in Swahili, um, so I don't know. I don't know the root of it. it. I think maybe there was like a mispronunciation thing somewhere going on. I don't. I don't know. But, um, but he was like, he was like, he called me Lido always for that entire trip, and I was like, I kind of like it. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stick with Lido. Yeah. Thanks for that six-year-old kid for coming with a great name. Exactly, a fantastic name. The lemonade that we have here. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I was. I actually somebody brought that to me at an airport one time, and it's actually really good. I like the the Lido lemonade. We actually brought some for you to take home if you want. There's like a little an entire stash over there. No, that's <laughs> hilarious. And I'm here for like 24 hours. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to drink it all. You can drink all of it in 24 hours. Cool. I'm going to split it with you my crew. share it up with everyone. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to bring Perfect. it on stage and just shake it up <laughs> and just go. like spray it on everyone. If anyone gets thirsty in the crowd, just, <laughs> just give them some. Amazing. Cool. Thank yeah. you guys so much. Appreciate it. Throughout <laughs> um, <laughs> all the years, what do you think has been the biggest change in your music? The biggest change in my music? Um... um I think I think my music is becoming more and more patient. Mm. I think my music has been very chaotic most of my life and it's slowly getting less and less chaotic and um I'm sort of yeah, I think I'm I think I'm more patient now. It might honestly just have something to do with growing up, but um but I feel like I'm not putting as many crazy unorganized sounds in the same songs and they're structured a little bit like easier and i don't know they're <laughs> excuse me um uh yeah i think that's the main difference uh, it, it's more more patient than, than before mm. Devin, your turn. my turn oh jeez. um <laughs> i've always been curious because on the train here i was listening to everything just like the whole album through sweet managed to just get it done in time um damn that's a long train ride it was oh, it's only like 40 minutes uh, like I that. guess it's I, about oh, that, actually, yeah. Oh, I think I skipped what key you're in. Oh. Ah, <laughs> that one is a long one. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, um, the way that the tracks play, like, is that order something you did consciously? Absolutely. Can you tell a story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, okay. indeed. It was... Um, the, the, the albums more or less happened in a very chronological way. Um, okay. So most of, the, most of the music is written in that order with, like, a few small exceptions. Yeah. Um, I think um, Catharsis was the first song I wrote for the album, but then Angel was the second one. But mm-hmm. other than that, I think most of it is more or less chronological. Um, actually, I'm completely lying to you. Die. <laughs> Die was Die was the actual first one. The, the, 
the demo, the, the first version of, of Die, I made probably when I was like 14, 14 Whoa. or 15. That's so that's a long, and, and, yeah. and the vocals on Die are it's also me when I'm 14 or 15. Actually? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. We barely changed anything about that <laughs> song from, from that first demo. Um, um, but yeah, there's definitely like a plan behind it. It's, there's definitely like a, um, a story that I'm trying to to tell and also mm-hmm. sort of like a, like a journey emotionally that I'm trying to like create as well. Mm-hmm. It starts out very like anxiously and, and weird and then it sort of it smoothens out a little bit. No, it gets it gets crazier and crazier and crazier into like a climax, and then it like very dramatically smoothens out, and sort of it's it's definitely definitely structured um, um, to very uh, detailly, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Do you um, when, oh, sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, when you make an album like that or songs like that do you have the intention of trying to get people like emotionally attached to it and like kind of give their own meaning and experience to it or is it ve- like more very personal to you when you trying to tell a story I think my main motivation for writing the music in the first place is definitely um personal mm-hmm. um most of the music I, I I write is is because I need to write it and I would have written it whether or not anybody else would want to listen to it kind of yeah, um but um I definitely write things um I, the, like the language that I use and the sort of the way I present things definitely um is structured to give people a bit of freedom in their interpretation. Yeah. Um I I sort of like a couple years ago I I like I found this very strange thing um that is uh, honesty in music and how powerful it is and how um how easy it is to be honest and to be specific without being like exposing it's it's, it was like a balance that i I, that i had struggled with my entire life trying to figure out like how do i say exactly what i feel without like exposing this other person or (laughs) without being like super private about myself or like you know what i mean um and i was like i can say really detailed things and very specific things um and sort of if i say really specific things and the big context um then everything in between i leave vague um and that sort of like you get the idea that this is really real and really honest you can feel it you know what it's about but you don't get you have to fill in the blanks kind of yourself um and that's that's how i tried to write everything um so many like a lot of the lyrics would be like really a lot of my my friends freaked out over a lot of the lyrics because i would say like so like many very yeah city bike for example <laughs> where there would be like very specific things and things that would almost be like almost like inside information you know what i mean where like my friends would be like i can't believe you actually said that <laughs> and then i'd be like well but the people listening to the song don't know this and this and this so therefore that thing that i said doesn't doesn't mean anything you know what i mean um so i think um i definitely think about who's going to be listening to the music a lot when i write it um but 
um, it's not necessarily the the reason yeah. I write it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm. Um. So also recently, Jaden Smith released his album. Yes. And yeah, Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he put, he released uh, Sire. And mm. you were producing some songs on that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the song You, mm-hmm. uh, we realised that you use the melody for Falling Down. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspired you to use that on that track? Um, well, Jaden sort of... Well, Jaden is, is, first of all, a very big part of the Everything album yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, and we wrote a lot of the music for these two albums at the same time. Um, so... Um, he came to me with um with B and uh well with with the very very beginning of B with Willow and Pia Mia singing those yeah. intro vocals, and he was like, "I want to turn this into a movie," and I was like, "Cool, let's make a let's make a movie," and um, we kind of just kept adding on part for part, and we created this song more or less completely uh, chronologically that that was B L U E Blue, and. Um, so falling down from everything was actually originally you. And I was like, you know what, this, this correlates so well with what I'm writing about and where I'm at in my life right now. Do you mind if I use parts of this for, uh, for my record as well? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. You're, you wrote it and you sung it. Like, what do you mean you can't use it? Um, so, um, yeah, blue, um, was this like very strange adventure that we embarked on and in in the middle of it um i was working on my album and i put um i lent some of the vocals to uh, to falling down yeah um, far more insightful than i thought it would be yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so also you've worked with a lot of people in the mm. industry like you've produced for lots of people mm. don't really want to make you pick favorites but who was like the best to work with oh god um <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that one properly. I think I've had so many incredible experiences with with different people. I think me and Jaden definitely have a, a very special synergy. Um, I think, um, uh, I mean, Chance is one of my favorite artists in the world, so it was really cool working with him, and he's absolutely brilliant, um, and we had a lot of fun as well. Um, there's... I don't know. There's so many, and and it's like, I'll be like, my my main collaborators aren't like people that um that are famous just yet, mm-hmm. um and those are the ones that I've had like the 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 craziest most fun experiences with. I work a lot with a singer called Santel, um who I've done a pro- couple projects with. He's an R and B singer, mm-hmm. and um we have we've had some incredible times in the studio and also my my favorite guitar player his name's heavy mellow um also yeah right (laughs) and also an amazing producer and um he co-wrote uh catharsis with me for example um um and um yeah so those two people would probably be the ones that i'd be like these are like the most important collaborators to me and the people that I've had the craziest experiences with. Um, but they're not, uh, they're not super like big names just yet, <laughs> yeah. but we're working on that. They'll get we're there. working on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's neat. So, uh, what is the meaning behind the album art for everything? Um, also uh, something I kind of wanted to be abstract enough to where people could interpret it, how they feel. Uh, but it's, um, 
the idea that I went to the artist with, um, his name is Davide Cambria, incredible Italian painter. Um, and he did, he actually did five paintings for, um, the whole album. He did one for Angel, one for Die, one for Murder, and one for Crazy. Mm. And also he did a portrait of me that we used in the, in the, in the, in the vinyl as well. Yes. So, um, I came to him and I was like, I, um, the best metaphor for this album is an iceberg um can you somehow interpret that and turn it into um the album artwork so um you can you can say it's a mountain that you're climbing or you could say that it's an iceberg with a lot underneath the surface or you can say that it is a cat on top (laughs) of a building with uh, ice cream sure, bottom yeah, you know what I mean like who knows um, I wanted I wanted to be um, I wanted to be super vague um, but it's to me when I look at it it's an iceberg yeah mm. okay. also you have a signature sound that you put in like every single song that you ever produce or co-produce bling, 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 bling. yeah, yeah. Um, how, did, how did that come about it was the first um first um melody in the first remix that i did Hmm. um and for some reason i was like oh this is a cool little metaphor for this new part of my life that i'm about to get into i'm gonna stick with it um and i guess the four notes um kind of represent the four letters in my name um to a certain degree and um i don't know it it just it kind of just clicked with me i wanted something a signature that i could use um in a very loud way if I wanted to, in a very subtle way if I wanted to. Um, so it's, in a lot of songs, you have to listen very closely yeah. to find it. I love doing that. Um, it's always track by you. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to find it. Yeah, it's always hidden. Sometimes it's like reversed inside a chord in a oh, different, you know, sorry. like it, it's, it, I do some weird stuff with it for sure. Little treasure hunt to try to find them. I, always, <laughs> I, always. And yeah, my, I feel like my core fans always like, um, uh, have like debates about like where the signature is in the new songs. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah, I've um, probably done that once or twice. Uh, just, like, trying to find it, like Lita was somewhere in this track. We need to find it. Yep, <laughs> it's always, always somewhere. It's um, a fun little game. It is. It is a fun little game. Um, but yeah, it was. It was like uh, the main melody in the first remix that I ever did, and that remix wasn't ever like officially released or anything like that. And I don't think it's on the internet anymore. But. Oh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, I literally just um, copy pasted it from that to everything else. That's yeah. pretty good. What song was it, the remix of? A Norwegian artist named Susanna Sundfor, um, yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, the song was called "The Brothel," which is also if if anybody you, anybody out there wants to hear the most emotional. Um, scary and crazy song of all time go listen to the brothel by um susan sunfer um is how you would say it in english i guess um um it will rock your world it's crazy (laughs) oh i cried so much to that song (laughs) it's crazy good crying or bad crying um i don't know the difference i feel like all crying is is kind of good but also kind of bad yeah I can see it. You know what I mean? Like, because crying always feels good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like after the fact, it always feels good, regardless if it was something really bad that made you cry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, uh, yeah, the, the duality to tears is <laughs> is quite um, uh, mischievous. Yes. 
philosophical. <laughs> It'll get philosophical real fast. Don't let me get into that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the reason why you're in Australia right now is because you're on tour with Alice in Wonderland, where she has her warehouse project. Yes. Uh, Wonderland Scarehouse. Mm. Um, you're on a lineup including like. Artists such as like Manila Killer, ASAP, uh, ASAP Ferg, Danger, and of course Alison herself. Mm-hmm. How do you think? How's the two of them so far? Actually, yeah. very, very fun. Mm. Very, very fun. <laughs> I love playing sweaty, grimy warehouses. <laughs> it's the coolest thing to me. It's it reminds me a lot of like when I started out making this electronic music when we was playing in like really, really grimy, like sweaty places, and the energy was just wild always. Um, so yeah, I I absolutely love it. And like Allison is one of my best friends in the world, so like I get to travel with her and kick it with her. Um, and um, and uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's very good. It's nice. It's a great excuse to spend time with uh, with friends. Now, if I remember, Devin, you wanted to ask something about uh, peanuts or something like that. Peanuts. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you were in, like, a Chinese restaurant or something. I saw, like, another interview, like, doing research for this. And, like, you had, like, a peanut allergy, you think. Oh! <laughs> Did you ever figure yeah. out if it was that? Oh, that was weird. I was in Chicago, <laughs> and I had Thai food, and there was uh, peanuts in it. Yeah. Um, and, um my voice disappeared oh. like i i <laughs> like good. maybe like 30 minutes into the meal my voice just gradually just absolutely disappeared with like and it wasn't like a loud crazy dinner like party we weren't drinking nothing like that it was really strange um and um i went after the fact to like a like a like an allergy doctor mm. person i don't know what the technical term is but um <laughs> Uh, I found out I'm allergic to hazelnuts, oh, not but peanuts, not peanuts. And I don't, I don't necessarily believe it. I also thought I was allergic allergic to almonds because I've had like weird experiences with almonds as well. Yeah. Um, so now I'm just like a tiny bit less scared of <laughs> peanuts and almonds than I was before, but still very careful. Yeah. Right, I think yeah, we have time for one more question. Who wants it? Sure. And, um, <laughs> have you seen any cool fan adaptations or covers of any of your songs? Oh, plenty. Yeah, I've seen a lot. The sheet music of, like a few months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen I've seen a few people attempt the sheet music that have been really <laughs> interesting. Um and uh, um. I think the 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 first thing that comes to mind was when um when everything dropped um well to bring it back further than that I did something called Life of Peter um oh, yeah, yeah. a little it's bit like, uh like Kanye yeah so basically the con- the concept was to try to fit a piece of every single song on on um Life of Pablo into one remix kind of mm. um so I turned it into kind of like a four part remix journey thing um and when i dropped everything somebody did that to me uh i can't remember the name off the top of my head Uh. but somebody did it really well too um um uh i can't uh is it called? It might have been called like Life of Everything or or so. <laughs> I I can't, I can't remember exactly, but I I'll find it. I'll mm-hmm. definitely find it. Um, um. So that was that was really cool to me. That was such like a like a like a sweet like salute. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like that was that was really really cool. But also like a lot of really great like guitar covers and and piano covers that I've seen. Um, um. Yeah, I think. I have really 
um, creative and um, intelligent fans. So they do they do cool things, um, and it's fun to it's fun to get to to see what they come up with. Yeah, shout yeah. out to the internet for allowing me to see what my fans shout do with my music. Yeah. Your fans are pretty cool. Right. Yeah, my fans are pretty <laughs> great, bro. <laughs> right, so uh, that's unfortunately all the time we have for this interview. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having it's me. Been a pleasure having you. Been a pleasure being here. Um, yeah, hopefully the rest of the tour is great. You have like, two dates left, I think. Yeah, well, there's a, few. there's a few. I think there's a couple left. Am I tweaking them? <laughs> Probably. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I'm not sure about anything anymore. But I do love Australia so uh-huh. much. So um, I'm going to enjoy the rest of my time here tremendously. All right. Good well, to hear. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.